With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. We're live, pal. Welcome, everyone, to a Wednesday edition of the A-Side Live Chat. Yes, we are back on Wednesdays. I know last week was weird. We did it Tuesday, but that never even aired because of technical issues with my good buddy, Matt Wells joining us. So let's redo it all over again with no technical issues this time joining us for the second week in a row. Hopefully, you can actually answer questions this time without YouTube dying on us. Is Mr. Matt Wells. Matt, how's life been the last eight days since we last chatted? Um, it's been more 2020 as 2020 can be. Um, I guess that's the best way to put it. You know, got a lot of personal family stuff going on. But hey, I'm here again. I'm glad to be invited back. And then hopefully the YouTube holds up this time so we can have a nice smooth, smooth show. One would hope, but knowing the ASI live chat and technical difficulties, something will pop up, whether it be weird audio, weird video, lagging, who knows. But fingers crossed. But Casey... You're back in Englewood after how long were you gone? A week? About Six a week. Days? About a week. I, I actually took a, I was forced to take a va- uh, slight vacation. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's back. I'm back back in the real world. And, uh, you know, uh, yay. Good to see of you guys. Those, <laughs> of those seven days you were out, how much? How many of those days did you spend outside in nature? Oh, man, at least... <laughs> Yeah, most. Uh, I, I, yeah, we, we we want. It was it was actually a, we were we were planning a big camping trip, but because of all the dang fires and you know the earth right. burning to death right now, made the air kind of crappy. So uh, we didn't get to camp as much, but I did spend a lot of time hiking and just um, out in the river and just you know being a fool. So it was New Mexico you were at. Yeah, we were down in New Mexico and stuff, just yeah. um, riding mountains. Um, yeah, just getting on naturey. Yeah, that week I was gone. Between the two A-side episodes, I think I spent five of the six days outside. So, yes, it's glorious to get outside mm-hmm. now and then. But as no one wants to hear about our vacations, they want to talk about fish fighting and anything else they want to talk about. Maybe we'll talk about basketball, baseball. Probably not because no one cares about baseball in 2020. Actually, it doesn't even exist in case he's a big Rockets fan. Matt is not, so maybe there'll be a fight. But as you know, this is not our podcast. This is your podcast. You can ask questions on Twitter, the site, the YouTube comments. We might even go a little longer to make up for last week. Who knows? But Casey, what is our first question? Yes. Jessica, Crystal Crew. Ooh, thanks for reminding me. I actually want to give a shout out at the end of the podcast, but we'll wait. So okay, yeah. what do we got? First question. This is actually a question we got from two weeks ago. When oh, Matt, yes. Last week, I think, and then everything crashed, but... So I'll answer it again from MMG2K20 on Twitter. Uh, can Woodley still be considered one of the best welterweights of all time, having lost his last 10 rounds? Also, have you seen Dana's guns lately? Do you think he passed <laughs> you saw the test? Uh, so, yes, we answered this question briefly uh, last week, but I think YouTube never, we never destroyed aired it, actually, us. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it ever aired. So, Matt, I'll start with you since we started with you last time. Can we still consider Ty Woodley 
one of the greatest welterweights of all time. Well, I guess I will give the same answer I tried to give last time. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, I'll here we go. Um, it depends on what happens in what two and a half weeks time with the Colby Covington fight to still be considered in that conversation. And when I say conversation, I mean that top three, that top two or three. So he's still top five all time easily, in my opinion, because of that run that he was on. But if he goes out there and redeems himself with a nice dominant win over Colby Covington and then whatever he does from that going forward, if he gets another win after that, then, yeah, you got to keep him in that conversation. But if he goes out there and loses it, especially if he loses all five rounds to Colby Covington, then, yeah, you, you kind of got to diminish his legacy a little bit for losing his last three fights dominantly. You just can't go out there and get waxed like that, especially when the start of that is losing your title. Yeah, and I think the, fa the 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 fact that this Twitter user is saying it's added, he's lost 10 rounds in a row. It's not like he had back-to-back -back fight of the nights. It's not like he got had back-to-back -back split decisions. He's lost 50 minutes of fighting in a row inside the octagon, which, yeah, maybe he won a round or two, but I didn't score any of those rounds for him. I think he got swept by Usman. He got swept by Burns. Uh, looked like he was in a deer, deer in the headlights. Uh, against Gilbert Burns and those were more than a year apart so it's not like he had anything in between so the last two fights seen of Tyron Woodley he's lost every round Casey can we still consider Tyron Woodley one of the greatest welterweights of all time yeah absolutely it's like um absolutely yeah he's lost 10 rounds in a row but I mean has he been like as he as he walked as he but at those 10 rounds he still walked out of the cage correct fine it wasn't like it wasn't like he was just getting 10 8 of these rounds or at least with like right. just pure like just punishment he just looked like he was i mean time willie's i mean he's what he's 37 38 now mm -hmm. i mean something like that yeah so he's let's just i mean unfortunately just father time got him i think um he's just past his i think his prime i think he's still a top 10 walter weight but as far as what best watch weights of all time yeah you have to get you got to look at when when his prime was and his championship run even counting his strike force fights were, were incredible you know uh, i think minus that marquardt um knockout um you know that was that uh, is marquardt the only guy to finish oh i'm sorry marquardt? i'm sorry i'm sorry lawler lawler off no yeah yeah oh no no he beat lawler <laughs> Yeah, he knocked Woodley out Lawler. Yeah. Knocked out Lawler. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking, but who was knocked out Woodley? Like actually, mm. like just like just, like, just. I think the only one I can think of is really Markhart. Yeah, so so all his losses are have been kind of just kind of like ugh, kind of fights, you know, outside of the Markhart mm -hmm. one. But um, no, I just think that's I think it's kind of silly to th the, to say that Woodley isn't one of the um all time greats at welterweight. I just think um he's not at his prime anymore, but. You know, you can't be you can't be there forever. That's all. Yeah, he's only lost by stoppage once, and his other stoppages, his other losses are to Jake Shields by split, uh, Roy McDonald, which he got absolutely dominated in, yeah, uh, up in uh, Vancouver, and then Usman Burns. So again, he's not losing to bums; he's losing to the best of the best and knocking out like he submitted uh, Till. He's Kale Lawler. He fought Kelvin Gastelum into a split decision. I actually don't think that was a split. I think Tyron Woodley should deserve the dis uh, unanimous decision in that, but. I see the argument there. Uh, Gaslam also came in like eight pounds heavy or something yeah. like that. That was the Super Bowl weekend. I, or was it? Was that the Diaz Silva card? I can't remember. Uh, but right now, in my opinion, the argument for Woodley is, is he the second best? It's between him and Matt Hughes right now. 
I think we all agree that GSP is the greatest welterweight of all time. I think Ty yeah. Woodley was on yeah. his way to reaching that if he didn't lose to Usman so badly. Um, but it's between Woodley and Matt Hughes. I don't have – and whoever's not second is third, and then Usman is right there. Because, again, Usman is sneakily piling up a pretty impressive uh, UFC resume. And then as we've had a million questions this past seven days, apparently Neil Magny has to be considered – top 10 welterweight of all time because he's like three <laughs> two three wins away from being the all-time winningest welterweight in ufc history but that's, let's have that conversation when it happens yeah that, that feels kind of weird saying that no it feels fair it's like i mean he's got statistically yes he has lots of wins but let's just yeah. um let's keep it positive yeah yeah Magni. <laughs> and then matt have you seen dana white's guns lately i have i have seen them <laughs> tell me more in detail um, yeah, they're they're very uh, very swollen, almost <laughs> almost unnatural. Like, <laughs> I think he's on that Matt Sarah diet right now. That right, got a lot that, of horse uh, meat in his diet, huh? That uh, Matt Sarah Joe Rogan diet, if you yeah. know what I mean. For sure, for sure, for sure. I mean, look, Dan has always been a little bit big. He was on the cover of what was that Men's whatever Men's Health. Whatever. Yeah, Men's Health. Yeah. You know, he stays in the gym. He's got gyms around him. <laughs> <laughs> he's got gyms around him. Anyway, he looks. The, he was yeah. on the cover of Men's Health wearing a shirt. Come on, man! If you're going to be on Men's Health, at least show off the pythons. You remember that photo of him, like this big photo shoot of them on a beach with all with Ryan Bader and Ryan like Bader Virginia, and Virginia, They're all wearing like biggest. leather jackets. Yeah, it's the most yeah. bizarre photo I've seen. I think. Re- the remember the one where Dana was on the beach and he wouldn't jump off the cliff when all the kids were jumping off and they were making fun of him. Remember yeah, that one? I sure yeah. do. That one was fun too. He looked kind of swole there too. Just he always looks. Uh, he always looks a little swollen. He's no Lorenzo Fertitta who got, oddly got into powerlifting in later stages of his life. Uh, but oh. yeah, the, the, when, the, you're, when you're a billionaire, yeah, you just, you just keep curling those stacks of thousand dollar bills. You know, it's like, oh man, thousand dollar bills, man. He's he's curling gold bricks, Scrooge McDuck style. Yeah, he, just, he just dives in, just he's he's swimming through gold coins. Yeah, you know. Yeah, dude. You know how much that you know how good a cardio workout that is. Oh, it's incredible! Yeah. It's incredible. You gotta be super strong anyway. to actually move gold what, like you're swimming. Yeah, for real. Anyway, thank you for the question, MMJ two K twenty, MMG two K twenty. A look into the future from <laughs> hashtag number one heart surgeon. I really hope that is an office reference. Uh, will International Fight Week 2021 be a thing? If so, what does it look like? What are your predictions for big fights that could shape up between now and then? And what hypothetical fights do you want to see? Also, more importantly, I added more importantly, does Casey agree with the decision handed out in this week's Between the Links? I thought Jose was robbed. Well, I 100% was robbed. It's all one big conspiracy. I have not seen one comment saying Judd Mishu deserved that win. So, yes, I was robbed based on statistics. It's 100% in my favor. Anyway, Matt, it's two, if, if International Fight Week happens 2021, July 2021, what are you expecting? Um, I expect the UFC to pull off something in some form or fashion. I, I, I would like to think that by that time we're back to normal. So I would expect a usual fight week. I don't know if, like, the you know, the – fight week convention sort of thing the fan expo is going to be the same or look the same but i'd imagine they're going to throw something together in some capacity i mean they're literally trying to build a city in las vegas just for ufc right now so they're going to figure out something to make it work um as far as big fights i mean i think we can expect the usual big names i I think we could see a conor mcgregor fight go down around that time um since he's not fighting the rest of this year maybe if conor comes back in like january february 
we could see him back in again July time, you know, for International Fight Week. So I I will I don't think it's going to look that different than what we're we what we're used to. Hopefully. <laughs> Casey, your thoughts. I have a few ideas, but I'd like to hear yours first. On International Fight Week next year in July 2021. Correct. Um, you know what? I'm just going to be positive and just assume there will be a July 2021. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so, uh, uh, th- you know what? Honestly, like at this point, if we, if there, uh, if we're yeah, if we're in a state that we can actually have international fight week tw- tw- by next year, at this point, where if, with fans and actual any sort of you no know, amount of people, more than just you know essential personnel, that's a positive. And um, yeah, if we if we actually get any fights, I'll be happy. So. I'm just, I'm not even, my mind, that's so far away right now. That's, you know, mm-hmm. to me, that's like asking, you know, like, I don't know, like, what's going to be the first pay-per-view on Mars? You know, it's like, yeah, I'm sure there will be eventually, right. but, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure Connor, Brock, John Jones, DC, uh, Anderson, Chuck Liddell, Tito, yeah, they'll all be on it. <laughs> I just think, well, just, I just think, uh, like, this country is in this pandemic right now, where that's just, whew, that's, um. That's a lot of forward thinking. <laughs> now, I know normally I say I don't like to predict things one week from now, let alone almost a year from now. But for this scenario, I'll, I'll say 2021 International Fight Week happens. Uh, I, I think four days ago, I would have a lot. I would have a much different answer. But now that Brock Lesnar is quote unquote free agent, I would imagine he'd be on it. I would imagine he would probably fight someone like John Jones or Stipe or Francis or whoever, depending on what the heavyweight title picture, what happens to the heavyweight title picture. Uh, Because I like the scenario, which I'm sure we'll talk about later, but I want Brock to fight John Jones and I want Stipe to fight Francis. Then the winners can fight each other on International Fight Week or they can do the original plan that they've been talking about up until very recently, which is John Jones, Israel Adesanya, 2021. Because remember, that's what Izzy said. He goes, let me clean out my division, and then I'll fight you, International Fight Week 2021. Because remember, John Jones kept saying, can 2021 get here faster? Like, he really wants to fight Izzy. So uh, I would imagine Brock would be on there. But now that John is a heavyweight, maybe they'll probably try and toss him in there. Uh, Amanda Nunes will probably be somewhere on there. I like Matt said Connor, but I think it really depends on if fans are going to be in attendance because you don't want to lose a Connor McGregor gate, especially an international fight where people are trying to fly in. Uh, but I want to see John Jones versus Israel Adesanya so badly. I think that's my number one dream fight right now for a fight that that probably won't happen anytime soon, but is I'll give it like a five percent chance of happening. Uh, but I want that fight so bad, so I'm going to will it into existence. Brock nice, Lesnar nice. is going to be probably a week shy of 44 years old by the time uh next that's time. a young spry chicken in the heavyweight division can i ask a question shoot. about the connor the connor card thing shoot partner like if how would you guys feel if they just raised the price of that connor pay-per-view if there were no fans like doubled the price depends on who he's fighting fair enough wait d- double the price for what to make, to make like a, a, since since there would be no Connor gate, no live gate for a Connor card, which is like one of the things you know that they're concerned about losing, just raise the price of the pay per view. How would you feel about that? So double it, so it'd be a hundred and forty dollars for like not eight, necessarily double it, but you know obviously increase it, maybe like hundred bucks. Increase. So like yeah. uh, what was what was Connor Mayweather? Was that a hundred bucks? 
thought it was 89, right? Yeah, it was 89. Yeah. If they put it like that, fine, but I think it would have to depend on who he's fighting. Mm-hmm. I really do. Yeah. Like, I'll pay $89 just to watch Connor fight Justin Gaethje. I don't even need another fight on that card. Facts. You guys are Facts. crazy. I don't get it. I don't get it, man. Like, I just don't. I don't. It's like, to me, like, okay, Connor's. I mean, from, like, a media standpoint and, like, oh, people interest and stuff. Yeah, Connor, 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 Connor. But, like, man, it's just me as a fan. I was like, oh, it's just he's just another guy to me. I don't. Like, sure. I mean, but I, I don't see paying more money. I mean, unless, unless, I don't know. Is it, and this is all just coming off the Cerrone win? Is that what we're basing everything off Probably. of? Probably. I can't imagine you'd fight any time yeah. in between this. Yeah, I mean, hey, if you like your boy, you like your boy, I guess. The <laughs> Bieber match, you paying more? No, no, definitely not. <laughs> I'd rather okay. just go, wa- I'd rather just go watch a bear fight a, I don't know, a monkey. All right. Because that's going to be the same thing. How much you pay for that? <laughs> kind of monkey. Oh, yeah. See, good, good. See, the devil's kind in the details. Devil's in details. Yeah. If it's like right. a grizzly bear versus like a gorilla, oh man, I'd pay a lot of money for that. Like an orangutan, though, I'm not gonna want to watch an orangutan get beat up by a bear. I love orangutans too much. But Casey, I doubt you've heard it, but you should go watch Between the Links, and then you can agree <laughs> with everyone else. Did did did, um, did Jed keep the title? Jed. Uh, did Jed keep the title? I'm still undefeated in my mind. In your mind. <laughs> as Sugar Sean, as Sugar Sean said, I'm still. I got an L on paper. I'm still undefeated. And you know what? In the eyes of the fans, I'm still undefeated. So I don't even want to hear this whole "Did Jed keep his title?" tomfoolery. Hey, hey, when you, when you when you're a champ, when you're when you're an all-time great, Jed's gonna be just a journeyman, and no one's gonna remember hey, that man. guy. Yeah. You know, Jed's gonna be still cosplaying as Squid from Rocket Power at all the kids' birthdays, and I'm gonna be up there holding my BTL championship for years to come. Still undefeated and undisputed. Congratulations. Anyway, I know. Thank you. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> from Stuart Tuckwell on Twitter, who can Leon Edwards fight next? It feels like everyone at the top of the welterweight division are doing everything they can to avoid having to fight him. Hashtag the A side. Well, you're not wrong. Uh, I thought masvidal edwards was probably going to happen or had a good shot of happening just because jorge masvidal after his loss to kamar uzman said he wanted to get right back in there get a win and fight for the title again because he thinks he can beat uzman uh and i think leon edwards was the fight to make especially because he uh covington and woodley are already fighting but now well like 24 hours ago masvidal diaz too might happen for the bmf title in january 2021 so sorry leon looks like you're gonna have to fight Wonderboy Thompson, which is like the next man up, I guess. But Matt, what do you think? It's got to be Wonderboy, or if not Wonderboy, it's got to be like a Kiesa, right? Those are the only two fights that make sense for him since he and keeps I, getting screwed. And I think Kiesa just had surgery, so I don't even know how 100% he is. Dang, that's right. Well, <laughs> next down the list is RDA. Well, Damian Maya, but I don't know. <laughs> RDA is going to lightweight. Yeah, so it's like he's just getting he's just getting screwed. He's just left in the dust right now. Everybody else is getting fights. He keeps getting passed over. He was scheduled for a big fight, and then, you know, things happened. He was supposed to fight Woodley. (laughs) And then he was supposed to fight Woodley, and then Gilbert Burns beats Woodley, and now Gilbert Burns is fighting for the title. That could be Leon Edwards right now for all we know. They made the most badass promo for Leon Edwards. Yes. And he still has not had a fight. That promo (laughs) was rolled. You know, like, Jesus. and honestly, like, I never had a really big interest in Leon Edwards. I think, like, until I saw that promo. I mean, as a fan, I saw that promo. I was like, hot dang. Like, I got to see this man fight. 
and then and, and then the whole world collapsed and uh, here we are mm. talking to Matthew Wells on Skype exactly right I, I think <laughs> it has to be I think the Wonder Boy fight's the only fight to make right now because it's, it's and that's not even like it's just next man up like if he wants to fight that has to be the only if he wants to fight fight someone that's high ranked it's be the only one left if I'm not mistaken no I mean no, no Leon Edwards versus future welterweight hall of famer Neil Magny yeah all right no, I, I still want Neil on Neil. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I you know what? I, I, you know, I, but I think I think actually the question we're not answering. I think this is actually the real question though for Leon Edwards. In all seriousness, what does Leon Edwards need to do to get into that? I don't want to call it. He's already an elite welterweight, but that elite prize fighting welterweight. Where like we know he's good, but can can if I'm if I'm Masvidal, if I'm Nate Diaz, can I make money? fighting Leon Edwards. What does Leon Edwards need to do? To be he needs to thing? live in the United States, which is unfortunate. Okay, Darren Till uh, don't do that. He, he's one of those money guys, so. Fair, fair. Uh, I think he needs highlights of him stopping people because yep. he doesn't have any of those. He has dominant wins. He absolutely pieced up RDA, absolutely pieced up uh, Cerrone, pieced up Gunnar Nelson, but he didn't put them to bed. He didn't like just like destroy. Like, what happened when Darren Till fought Cerrone? He just put him to sleep. And then he beat Wonder Boy, and then when I this is why the London the, the London card falling out was so unfortunate because Darren Till when he fought in Liverpool had that scene where everyone was going berserk when he was fighting and and doing well and when he won and all that, and then they could show that forever, and then he fought for the title. If Leon Edwards had that performance in London with the crowd going nuts, I think that would have been amazing for his career, but he didn't get that, especially after that whole promo you guys said. Uh, so needs. A big marquee win in front of a crazy crowd. Uh, not, I'm, for, I'm sorry, Matt. Beating RDA in Texas is not the same as beating Woodley in London. No, it's not. It's not. And the funny thing is, I asked, I asked Leon before that fight, like, how do you not become the Tony Ferguson of this division? And yeah. he didn't. He didn't have an. He didn't have a good answer. So, I, and I think your answer was probably the best thing. Like, you got to get more highlights. You got to be a little bit more assertive when it comes to like interviews and things like that and legit like demand your position right like he should be out there like he should be on social it's, media he is on social media actually calling people out a little bit but it's just not sticking for whatever reason it's, it's unfortunate like do you remember that press conference with, with Gunnar Nelson he him and Darren Till were basically screaming at each other the entire time like I remember texting like some of my like PC and like uh Oscar and they're like why is this not the fight like Darren Silver's Leon Edwards in London, they seemed much more interested at the time than obviously Masvidal, who then destroyed Darren Till and became what he is. Like, it's just unfortunate that Leon's missing out on these opportunities that I think a lot of us agree he should be given that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give an argument here. You said that he needs like a big finish, like a, like Darren Till has or whatever. Like it's mm-hmm. it's, about, it's more about his in case performance. Darren Till hasn't had a serious like knockout highlight since mm-hmm. October of 2017. Right. I mean, that we're, we're talking like three years ago. And when Dar- is Leon Edwards last, though? That's, but that's what I mean. Like, we're talking three years ago for Darren Till, sure. and he's still riding this momentum from knocking out Donna Cerrone. I think it's and, also... Uh, that's, why I think it's, it's, that's why I think it's so interesting. We, we still want to see Darren Till, even though, you know, I mean, you just look at his record. I mean, his last four or five fights is like, you no. Know, Woodley, Woodley, finished, Woodley dominated him. 
Willie Don like like we like we're, like we're crapping on uh, well fans are kind of crapping on uh, Tyron Woodley, but Willie dominated there until like no one else has, mm-hmm. you know, and like he doesn't get credit for that for some reason. Masvidal just slaughtered him. The Kelvin Gaslam fight was kind of like we just don't want to. Re- that was just a bad memory, you know. Sure. <laughs> it just hadn't happened. And the Robert yeah. and the Robert Whitaker fight, while a good match, a good competitive fight, you know, he lost. And I don't, I don't remember any big highlights from it from Darren Till. Really, it was just I me. Mean, it was a good fight, you know, obviously. But I think the UFC machine just got behind Darren Till, and that's why we see him with rosy colors, because they put a lot. They really 100%. wanted him to beat Tyron Woodley. They're not giving Leon Edwards the rub like they gave Darren Till. Also, I think Leon Edwards has just been overshadowed by like he beats Gunnar Nelson, and then Masvidal just crushes Darren Till, and then the three piece in the soda happens, and he's on the wrong side of that. And then he beats Donald Cerrone at like two in the morning over here. And then he beats RDA on a random fight night in Texas that I don't know a lot of fight fans that watch that. So he's getting these big wins, but people just, it's getting overshadowed. And while, when Darren Till's getting these big wins, it's like still, like beating Kelvin Gastelum in Madison Square Garden coming off a fight of the year, fight of ever, is, a, is people are, Kelvin still had a big name. Donald Cerrone beating Donald Cerrone at two in the morning, it's not the same. It's no. Just, yeah, I, it's I, unfortunate. Yeah, I think for the Edwards, I think I think you kind of hit the you. Hit, I think you actually nailed it when he said just the UFC PR machine. I mean, yeah. we, talk, we talk about that promo, that awesome promo about Leon Edwards. Remember, that wasn't done by the UFC. That was done by BT, BT Sports. Sport. Right? That was actually done for broadcasters in England. It wasn't for American audience. We just happened to see it. Um. So, but I don't recall Dana White getting in front of a mic, you know, during, after a press conference and just going. This Leon Edwards kid's kid. Oh my God, he is a monster. That guy's an animal. He's you know, he. I, I mean, do am I have I forgotten that, or is Dana just never just done that whole promoter talk? You know, like this guy, he's ruthless, or is like Joe Rogan just gone off and just you know, man, he's an animal. Like he just you know, I don't know. I just don't remember hearing people talk about Leon Edwards that way. At least the UFC. You're, people. you're not wrong. You're not wrong. So. You're not wrong. Um. I felt I, I felt completely bad for Leon Edwards too. Like I, I, I think the one the one thing he has going for him is Kamara Usman's brought Leon Edwards up a lot in interviews because Kamara's like I was there. Like remember when Kamara Usman was in this same scenario where he's just taking fights to mm-hmm. take fights. I think Leon Edwards has to do the same thing. Like when we interviewed him at Dominance Media Day case, you remember like Kamara Usman was like I took that fight against RDA uh, and then I took I offered to fight on like a month notice to save that January pay-per-view and then it didn't work out. I cut weight to serve as a backup for Woodley Till in Dallas and then he took that fight uh, against uh, Damian Maya in, in what was it Chile so he's taking these fights that maybe aren't big names but he's taking fights for the UFC and then eventually Colby Covington like regardless of what you feel about Colby Covington he should have fought Tyron Woodley before Kamaru he was the interim champion and they hated each other like that fight should have happened Kamaru Usman got the shot probably because he did the UFC a lot of favors uh, unfortunately Leon Edwards can't probably do as many favors because of the pandemic right now so it's not like he can take a short notice fight in the u.s if he's stuck in london right now but who knows uh but kamar usman seems to think that that played a big factor and when we interviewed Corey sandhagen he took a huge notice because he's like i'm cutting weight just in case jose aldo couldn't make weight this is when the fight was going to happen in the united states so uh i think that's gonna that that'll play a big factor too yeah yeah unfortunate all around so, so there's nothing on on the table for Edwards, right? There's like, I, I, 
no, no one's even like there's nothing dude he's, he's gotta start showing up to these fights i think that's the next best thing and in, in in covid times just start showing up just start <laughs> showing up just be there you know demand to be cage side or something that'll be interesting because nobody's doing that right just come you back and have, have your little cotton swab look you know i'm ready like test me yeah. I'm gonna, send me in there coach there you, you go. Put, put that on your Instagram live. Be like, stand outside, demand to be tested. I want to be cage side for this fight. I'm calling out whoever wins. Do something crazy. What else is unfortunate that's not helping him is Masvidal's not responding. So no. Leon Edwards is just yelling into the abyss, and no one's no one's biting on it. You know, so. you know what I think it would. I, I think what would have changed the game for Leon Edwards is after the two piece in a soda thing, or three piece in a soda thing. If he went out there and knocked out you know knocked out rda in like 10 seconds the world would be vastly different for leon edwards because then you yeah. can make all sorts of hype machine pieces on that but what happened was five rounds of just you know smart intelligent counter- technical fighting yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's very very intelligent fighting <laughs> but it's it's not something that's going to resonate with like the casual you'd be like tune in for five rounds of leon edwards being really slick in the pocket like it, <laughs> I mean, he just he, need, he just needs to take fights. I think he just got to fight. Max yeah. Holloway said it. I th- I like Max Holloway said it when he was on this big run. He's like, I'm just gonna keep winning until they can't deny it. Like, don't be, don't ask for the money fight. Become the money fight. So if he just keeps winning and winning and winning and winning. It's not like they could say no over and over again. Yeah. I mean, I guess they could, knowing the UFC, but who knows? As long as he kept getting louder and louder and louder at, after each one. I mean, eventually yeah, people are going right. to be like, give him his shot. Because you don't want to become the Asun Sao of the division where you win like 12 in a oh row when, and you never get to be interviewed by Joe Rogan. Then he's like, I don't like to talk. I just win. I'm like, you need to say something, guy. You have a win over the then champion TJ Dillashaw. That's all you should be talking about. Huge part of this game is personality. So, Huge so, part. So basically just be a fool. Yeah. <laughs> act a, a fool. Act a fool, act a fool, and then you'll get you'll get paid more. From Callum Barnes on Twitter, should Jones wait for the winner of Miocic and Ganu plus bulk up right right for heavyweight or jump in straight away for the prize fight? For example, Lesnar. Yes. Lesnar Jones, Stipe Francis, winners fight each other. I think Jones beats Brock Lesnar whether he bulks up or not, honestly. I think John Jones just is I think has one of, if not the best fight IQ in the history of MMA. And Brock Lesnar is just a freak of nature. Like, don't even cut weight. Just have him go in there and fight. That's just like old school UFC style. So I like that scenario. Because if Brock Lesnar, for for if something crazy happens, that he beats John Jones at heavyweight, how are you not going to give him a title fight? You beat the greatest fighter of all time. And then Jones goes there, gets his big prize, prize fight, wins. Like, sorry, Curtis Blades. <laughs> Uh, John Jones gets the next shot. But Matt, what do you think? I think that this question is asking the same thing because um, a prize fight is John Jones and Miocic. Like, that's the super fight. You have the GOAT of light heavyweight against the uh, arguable, should be considered GOAT of heavyweight in Miocic. Why would you not want to put that together without any further? Like, they, Jones doesn't need to prove anything at heavyweight. Like, what's a win at heavyweight going to do over whoever it is? Be like, oh, John Jones is John Jones. Like, we all know that. Just because he's doing it at a heavier weight, I don't think that does much to improve his stock, so to speak. Like, he's already got the biggest name possible. Put him against the other biggest name possible right away. Like, don't jeopardize this fight anymore. Um, 
you know, when initially when he said he was going to go to heavyweight, I was like, okay, yeah, let's see what John looks like at heavyweight first. Give him a, give him somebody else. But now that like after thinking about it and, you know, thinking about it more and more, it just doesn't make any sense to have John fight anybody other than Stipe right out of the gate. Because depending on how that fight goes, if it's a decision, you can set up rematches. You know, if it's a interesting fight, you can set up rematches. Um, if it's dominance, then all right, John Jones wins dominantly over Stipe. Give him Francis Ngannou. Like the fights just sell themselves. Either way, I don't know. I will counter, and I, I honestly, unfortunately, I think of the of the two of the three names: Brock, Francis, Stipe. I think John Jones versus Stipe is going to drum up the least amount of interest outside of just the goat versus the goat. I think the big money fight is Jones Lesnar. I think John Jones beats Brock Lesnar 10 out of 10 times. I think Brock Lesnar loses to a lot of the top heavyweights. So if you want the big money fight right away, make that fight right now. Also, I just don't want Francis to get skipped over. I think he's done more than enough to earn that shot. And then if Francis beats Stipe, and John Jones beats Lesnar. I think that's another big money fight. Uh, if you just like high level martial arts, the best fight is Stipe John Jones. That's easy. But we know Stipe is not the best dance partner when it comes to promoting. And John <laughs> Jones has said uh, he enjoys building this fight and selling and selling and selling. So if he wants for his legacy, go fight Stipe. If he wants to make the most money, I think it's Brock Lesnar. What do you think, Casey? Oh, I agree. Um, I, I, yeah, uh, Jones Lesnar, that's the fight. Um, that's the that's the money fight. That's the fight. That's the fight. They'll make the most money, and then you know, that yeah, and then because and like you said too, like I'm just gonna repeat what you said. I, Francis has earned that rematch, and Stipe Francis is the fight to make, and then some other pay per view down the line, Lesnar Jones, whatever you know. Yeah, I, 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 95% chance that Jones wins that fight. And yeah, and then now, and then if Stipe does beat Francis in the rematch and Jones beats Lesnar, then you, then that fight really is a truly great, great fight. So I think until Stipe beats this, beats Francis again, I think that's what he's missing as far as like beats new, beats new Francis, beats new Francis. Yeah. What we think is new Francis, we don't even know because that, that, you're not wrong because he's been so dominant. We just, you're you know what I mean? Wrong. Like, we just that that's that's the fun. It's mystery. like when we when we interviewed him on the red carpet, Casey. Remember, I was like, "Do you think you've shown enough to improve?" Like people, like, do you think your performances are showing people that you've improved? He goes, "What else? Like, what do you want me to do, man? Like, I'm winning in like 45 seconds." Yeah, you're, you're like, almost that like, answer. That answer sticks to me. Like, well, yeah, you're not wrong. Like, but you know what I mean. <laughs> hey, Francis, can you get taken down and grind it out around and come back? Yeah. It's like, he's like, like, he's like, what? It, like, I, you weren't even at when I was waiting to get the my plane in Jacksonville. I was sitting next to uh, Francis's coach, and he was like showing some of the media people, like what they were working on, the stuff they were working on. Like, if Francis landed some of that stuff in the fight, oh my god. It's like France throwing like spinning back heel kicks and stuff like that. But then he just goes out there with his chin out in the air and just decapitates people. And his coach is like, ah, I mean, I can't really get mad at him for that, but it is what it is. Hey, man, that's what fighting is, man. Like you can do all this technical like, oh, you know, watch the center line, you know, do all this, you know, make sure you ain't go out. But in the day, man, it's still a freaking fight, man. And you just got to throw bombs sometimes, you know, like you can do all this coaching and, you know, technique and stuff. But like when you. Knock you up my chin out like that don't matter. It still knock you out. It's a fight. So um, 
I love Francis so much. I just, I just, I just yeah, want to see, I, I want to see Stipe versus Francis so much. I don't even, like, I'm, I'm, I'm even like, I'm just kind of upset that we're even bringing up Brock Lesnar, considering, right? Yes, he hasn't had a win in the UFC in a freaking decade. He hasn't won that's in a true. decade in the UFC. Yeah, it's like it's we're, that's in, like, a decade. Like we're so stuck with old storylines that we're still talking mm-hmm. about Brock Lesnar. Unfortunately. So, so what's more disrespectful then? Putting John Jones against Lesnar or Francis against Lesnar, considering that he hasn't won in a decade. I think it's just I think it's disrespectful that we're even bringing up Lesnar, to be honest. <laughs> You're <laughs> yeah, not I'm, wrong. Just, I'm just being honest. I will but say I, no. I get people I get the fans, they wanna they wanna hear us talk about him and stuff, but like I just it's a decade old. He hasn't won in a decade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's man. unfortunate, but you're not wrong. I I mean, if Macy Barber wasn't even born yet, no, <laughs> <laughs> pretty close. She I mean, or something, right? If Fran, if they want to make John Jones Stipe and then make Francis Brock, I'm like, I'm not going to argue with Francis fighting Brock Lesnar either. I think that'd just be a like. I don't think that fight lasts two minutes, but uh, maybe even a minute. But Francis Brock just looks insane. Just them standing standing opposite of each other. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. I'll, I'll agree. Sure. I, I I actually do like the idea of Francis versus Brock more than Jones versus Brock. I just because I just it's I think it's gonna go. It's like when Overy made his debut against Brock, and they had that poster. It's one of my favorite posters yeah. where they're just they're not looking at each other. They're standing parallel, and it's like six four two sixty five. Six five two sixty, and it's like and it has like all their wins underneath it. I love that. I loved that poster, but uh, I think it looked like that. But then Overeem stood next to Francis too, and Francis dwarfed him. Uh, so yeah, I don't care. Just give Brock Lesnar whoever. But again, I want Jones Izzy before any of that. And I see the people saying that he won in twenty sixteen. No, Usada won in twenty sixteen. Let's get it right, people. Mm-hmm. He did not win in twenty sixteen. No. He got he has he he got a big N C. <laughs> yeah, that's what he got. Yeah, and we uh, and then and then went and pieced up Randy Orton at SummerSlam the hard way. You did you watch that match, Matt? Oh yes, oh yes. Did you you didn't watch it, Casey? They have this thing where you know how there's like blading. They don't allow blading anymore in wrestling. So like if you get hit, you can't cover your eye and like nick yourself to make to make yourself bleed. They have this way called hard style where Brock cut Randy Orton's forehead open with like shoot elbows. But like without doing any like physical damage, he just like nicked him. So it just looked absolutely brutal on television. Not a good time. Not very uncomfortable to watch. I don't know how you agree to that in the back. Like, hey, go ahead and elbow me for real right in the forehead until I start yeah. bleeding. <laughs> Let Brock Lesnar just like slice yeah. your forehead open. Hopefully I stay conscious. Hopefully. Yeah. And I guess the from what I've heard from stories is that a lot of the people backstage weren't told that that was the ending. So a bunch of people got really mad at Brock. Like mm. people were confronting him backstage. And he's like, hey, man, follow the story. I would anyway, love to see that's that's the pro that's the wrestling I want to see. The, the, I want to see these these wrestlers going to Brock backstage because like, hey, man, what's going on? Why, why well, apparently, we- Chris, apparently <laughs> Chris Jericho got like real heated and like ran up on Brock. Like he got, he didn't come in and go, hey man. He was like, what are you doing? Blah, 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 and was like screaming at Brock and stuff like that. Yeah. But it looked know. crazy, especially because Brock had just come back from the UFC. So it was like, did Brock forget he's not really fighting? You know, like that sort of thing. Like that's what it yeah. looked like on TV. Ooh. He also like took his glove. He took his gloves off. His gloves off too. So it was like he had. He was holding him with like a bare hand and just like yes. just crushing his forehead. Oh, it was very uncomfortable to watch. Mm. 
You love it. You love it, you weirdos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Freaks. Uh, all right. Oh, look, another Jones Lesnar question. <laughs> From Sam Harris, 999, longtime commenter. Do you think John Jones versus Brock Lesnar is a good idea considering Brock is 43, probably on some kind of stone? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I want to see Brock Lesnar, John Jones really bad. I just like the idea of a really high level martial artist going, going up against a man with every physical gift in the world in Brock Lesnar. Uh, I just like that stylistic matchup. I think it's a fun fight. And if Brock beats Jones, give him a title shot. I'm, you're not going to get any argument with me. And John Jones gets his big money fight that he's been seeking for a long time. I think that's the fight to make. Winner fight Stipe Francis. Anything to add, guys? No, <laughs> no, unfortunately not. I, I just like I like I just like the term some kind of steroid. Just yeah. Or <laughs> some as kind. as someone people have pointed out, like because Scott Coker was like, of course we're interested in Brock Lesnar, like Fedor Brock and Bellator, like cool. But you know who else chimed in in our Instagram comments? I said I posted like well, I posted a little clip. Is like who should Brock fight next? A one Frank Mir joined in and says, I can think of someone. And then he had like the the one finger emoji. I'm like, I mean, Brock Lesnar, Frank Mir, three at Bellator. It's 2020, 2021 is a weird time, so I wouldn't put it past them. Do they do they both get the use of some kind of steroids? <laughs> I, I, I think then I would be there'll, there'll be a stipulation <laughs> where you just get just one kind of steroid. That's it, though. You can't yeah, get them all. Right. Just one. Yeah. Or... Um, if they should do some kind of, you know, you know, Bellator is very creative. They do some kind of lottery, some sort of game show type yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. They'll do the thing, they'll have a thing where they have Brock and Frank or Brock whoever up there, and Brock gets to pick out of a bowl which steroid to take. You know, some, <laughs> just do, you know, what happened to Ryzen? You picked, you know? you picked deer antler spray. <laughs> 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 what is, oh, yeah. is Krokop retired, right? He's done, right? He medically can't fight anymore. Yeah, actually, I think, he has, a, I think it is a medical issue. For yeah. all those old, old, weird people that love freak fights, like Krokop, Brock would still be a fun one too, but it's never going to happen. Um, if Brock still wants to do wrestling, wrestling, and he signs with AEW, you could just do that weird fight between Jake Hager versus Brock Lesnar to uh, NCAA. Like, like I don't think Jake won a national championship, but he was still highly decorated. Brock, national champion, both professional wrestlers. Both like Jake Hager's like six six too. He's a big. Uh, dude. He doesn't look small, man. He's huge. Yeah, in uh, person. Yeah, he, he, just, is, he is. In big. wrestling, he doesn't look big because everyone looks big. But then you also have to remember, two hundred five live is considered small, and that's what John Jones fights at. Like Jake right. Hager's taller than John. Jake Hager, I think, is taller than Francis. Uh, which is which is crazy to me. So if they want to do Jake Hager, Brock Lesnar, and tie it in with AEW, I wouldn't put it past them either. Is is there a chance that Brock can go to AEW? I don't know enough about that. Kind I don't of know. I, I don't know their financial situations, but a lot. Of, I to me, it would be cool, but it just I think it would go. It would make a lot of money, but I don't. I think it would go against a lot of what AEW's original direction was would, in terms would, of like. It feels weird. It, it feels weird. But then, like, I think of Brock Lesnar and Kenny Omega. I'm like, oh, my God, give me that fight. I'm Give me that match every day of the week. <laughs> okay. Dream, Let's get something different. Dream That's scenario. All. Dream scenario. Brock versus Fedor. New Year's Eve and Ryzen. I mean. Then, I, then, two days later, Brock Lesnar makes his debut at Wrestle New Kingdom. New Japan? Yeah. 
Oh, that was. Oh. He in Brock. Brock used to wrestle New Japan back in the day, right? Wait. Yeah, but we don't talk about that because he won the belt and then kept it hostage. Oh, is that what like, I, I don't, it? I didn't know very much so about he, it, but so he beat Nakamura, actually, or he. Be, I can't remember who he beat, but he wrestled Nakamura and this and that, and then he went back. And then there was some money thing, and then he wouldn't give the belt. He wouldn't give the physical belt back. So they were like, it was a whole. I don't know what the whole situation was like. I think he he signed an agreement not to wrestle anywhere after WWE let him go, and then he wrestled, and then there was a whole dispute with WWE and New Japan and money, and the New Japan was like, give us the belt back. He's like, nah, I'm keeping it. So then they had uh, he. So then they had to convince him to drop to someone. He would only drop to Kurt Angle. So then Kurt Angle signed with New Japan and he dropped it to him. Something weird like that. I don't know the exact story. Brock and the Red Red Trunks Brock in New Japan. I want to see I want to see Brock in Japan. Well, Usada aren't are not allowed in the country. <laughs> there you go. I Brock mean, I want to watch I want to watch Brock fight in a ring anyway. Yeah. Regardless, even if it's in like one knockout. or something like that. I mean, I think I think what's going to happen we're going to see Brock fight in uh, some Cam Soda fight circus. With against, I wish. against like three like three other you know yes three That's other flyweight Muay Thai fighters and like <laughs> a couple of like sheep or something I don't know they'll, they'll throw something else in the ring a couple of sheep <laughs> fight that should be the 2v1 3v1 even <laughs> yeah. or just have him do like a real life gauntlet match you know <laughs> well, what are those weird like one you it's like a three round tournament like first fights boxing second fights kickboxing third yeah, fights yeah. MMA I'd be into that anyway from Anton Jensen, I have no idea what that prof, uh, profile pick yeah. is in the YouTube comments. What would Brock do against John? I'll strike him? No. I'll wrestle him? No. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think it's a money fight that John easily wins. So I don't want Brock to fight someone else and lose, and then all of a sudden we lose out on the big money fight between Brock and John. And again, if Brock doesn't even fight in the UFC, great. I'll be happy. I don't really care if he does or not. Uh, but I think that's the fight to make first, just because I think he loses to a lot of people in the, the top five, top ten. I mean, outstrike him, no, but out wrestle him. Like, are you really just not going to give Brock rest, like wrestling credentials, like credit here? Like, I mean, of course, of course, right. he could get John Jones to the mat. Of course, how long can he keep him there? Is the question. John Jones gets answer. taken down. He got taken down by Gus, who had no wrestling background. <laughs> I agree, but that was a weird fight because John did no wrestling in that uh, training camp. He did True. all boxing. True. The same as Reyes. Like, I don't think he had his, uh, his wrestling coach, Izzy, against Reyes because he didn't think he would probably need it. And then Reyes did great in the wrestling department. So if John just goes balls to the wall and trains wrestling, 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 I think it would be a bad day for Brock Lesnar. Yeah, I, I I will give credit. I will give Brock credit for at least one takedown, one solid takedown. He's gonna get his get his hands together, and if he gets his hands together, John's going for a ride. But what happens right after that? I'm giving all the credit to John after that. John, I think Brock Lesnar fighting Jones, like just getting his knee kicked out from underneath him for however long that fight lasts, is gonna be a bad time too. From Kerry Ions Ions, and apologies if I mispronounce your last name from the YouTube comments. What Holloway fight rematch are you talking about? Volk fought him two times, oh. doesn't need to take a third with Max, plus the real Akakui already bet Max, a.k.a. Tony Ferguson. <laughs> People be tripping. What is this question? <laughs> what is she asking? You know what? I saw the first part, but then I, I didn't read the second part, so I'm not sure where she... <laughs> so I, I think this is my fault, actually. <laughs> plus Max beat the, El, the real Akakui already 
Bet Max, aka Tony Ferguson. People, um, I think this is a comment. Sorry, I thought that was a question. Yes, I'm confused. <laughs> yeah, so um, Max should fight Calvin Cater. That's. I hope that answers the question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we arrive at the end of that. Yes, I agree. From Ollie in the YouTube comments, are you excited for the Diaz Masvidal rematch? Considering how one sided the first fight was, I'd have rather I'd rather have Jorge fight Edwards. That was the fight. And where does Edwards go from here? Well, we talked about Edwards a lot at the beginning. I thought for sure Masvidal Edwards was the fight to make, but apparently it's going to be Masvidal Diaz too. I don't hate it, just based on how the first fight ended. I don't see Diaz winning, but I think Casey and I, when we did our coffee talk after with Danny Segura, our former coworker and, and Esther, we just wanted the rematch based on how goofy the first fight ended. Like not that we thought it would go differently, but you know, there's people out there that are going to be like, Oh, DS fights well in four and five and kind of take credit away from Masvidal. So I wanted them to run that back immediately. But Matt, what do you think? No, I mean, sure. Do the rematch. If you're not going to give Edwards a legit fight, like he deserves in Edwards, like Edwards and Masvidal, then yeah, give me the rematch. And like no other fight makes sense. I mean, UFC, we know what the UFC is trying to do. They're trying to sell. They're trying to sell pay per views. They're trying to quote unquote pack the house, and there's no house to be packed. So <laughs> they're trying to get ratings, obviously. So listen, they they have to do the whole BMF thing again. Let's see if Masvidal brings the belt back with them. Like all that kind of crap. Like we need that, or they need that rather. Yeah. <laughs> what we as as me personally, what I would rather have is the more competitive fights which would be Masvidal and Edwards. But, you know, we know what the UFC is going to do. Yeah. Casey? Yeah, I, I don't really um, I don't really buy into the storyline that the first fight was completely, like, uh, uncompetitive or just, like, complete blowout because, and people keep forgetting this, is, like, Nate did come into that fight with an, in with, yeah. with an injury because he has just fought Pettis maybe less than two months before that or maybe yeah, two like months. And he still, no, I, I, yeah, it was somewhere around there. And when... And when uh, Nate caught that hot one, I think the kick that opened up that cut, it was literally the same cut that Pettis had Pettis had opened up in that fight before, and it was the same stuff. It was the same cut. It just for different ref, that fight goes for five. I mean that fight. Sorry, for different ref, um, Masvidal Diaz keeps going, you know, or the, or say that cut that cut what that just, that cut didn't open up, you know. I the thing is like yeah, I do think Masvidal wins that fight no matter what, but we didn't get the chance to see it. You know, and that's what this is, you know, so uh, I don't mind them running it back. Uh, I feel bad for Edwards, but um, these guys want to make money. They're prize fighters. This is their this is their window to get that get those bags of cash. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't, if they want to run it back, whatever. It's a it's a fake belt anyway that you can buy. You can buy on their <laughs> website for, you know, 250 bucks. So whatever. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, too, did Diaz have like a knee injury or something? So he couldn't do as much cardio. Did he say that after? Uh, I don't remember that I one. He did. I, I, maybe. I believe. I re think I remember seeing something like that. I, I think it was that. that fight. So he's like, I always start slow, but I wasn't allowed. Like he said, he said his cardio wasn't where it normally is. He was saving what he had for the later rounds, mm -hmm. and then he never got the opportunity to go from there. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how true that is, but yeah, we'll I, find out. I wouldn't mind seeing the rematch. Um, I, we, we, yeah, I, I just remember being so disappointed when the ref stopped that fight. Because of the cut, it's like oh. the was it? I think it was the doctor. Doctor. Well, mm -hmm. either way, the yeah. doctor tells the ref, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I was just. Uh, I don't mind the rematch. I mean, it's. Anyway, I don't, what, 
It is what it is. It's 2020. It's 2021. Yeah. If, 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 if we can get fighters to fight that I actually know and they're not just these contender series guys that like I maybe seen like a, a, a five minute promo about how their parents hated them. And that's why they got into fighting. <laughs> I mean, that's that's um, that's that's, that's, uh, that's a win for me. Uh, <laughs> hey, there you go. Hey, there's a bold prediction for International Fight Week 2021. A contender series vet will be in in the main event or co-main event. How about that? You're saying a contender series veteran is going to main event International Fight Week or co-main. So you're saying Greg Hardy is going to main event <laughs> International Fight Week? Oh, he was hey. contender series. I forget. Yeah. So you're saying Edmund Shabazzi and Greg Hardy and Sugar Sean and Macy Barber are going to be the Hulk main card? Just saying, like those are some solid names right there. They really are. That promotion machine. They promotion really machine are. Behind. Like if that was a main, like if those four were in the main card, and then there was like a big main event fight, I'd be like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Actually, people know yeah. those names. Yeah. All right. Okay. Hey, if, my, if my guy Jeff Neal didn't get hurt and almost die. Oh yeah, yeah he is a he now. is a contender series. So who forgot yeah. about that? Yeah. I got, okay, I got this question coming up, and it's gonna be exciting, but. It's still a contender series thing. We all know why they're doing it. You know, these fighters, they obviously get paid a lot less with all these COVID guys dropping out. They need people just to put in there right anytime. But, like, at what point, like, like, like tough, first few seasons of tough, yeah, lots of good fighters in there. Then gradually, unless they put a new weight class like flyweights or a women's division, it got really watered down pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. How long can contender series last where we're just getting really watered down? Uh, weekly uh, fights, you know. I think. I mean, I, I mean, how, how much, how much, how much longer can you pull from pull from this uh, you know, talent pool? I think if they take break, like they're gonna need a longer break between seasons in the U.S. just for the actual talent pool to build up. I also think before this pandemic really hit, they wanted to really break out into contender series like China. They had contender series Brazil. I'm sure they could have like contender series UK would have been amazing for that marketplace because they have so many fighters. Like imagine Patty Pimblett fighting in contender series UK. Like that's a big story right there. But like, but then you saw it happen to Brandon Lochnane in the US one. So that's another story completely. But I think the pandemic really hurt the fact that they can't go international uh, and they need to take a longer break between seasons yeah i think I, I think i think it used to be kind of special but now it's just yeah all right you know like, like, much like tough tough used to be a, a special thing then after a while like okay season 39 all right cool you know it's like yeah. you just kind of forget you know but right facts no if they don't slow it down we're going to be where boxing is where you only care about the main event and sometimes the co-main event yeah. and yeah. it's just going to be a whole bunch of other names that nobody really knows yeah well, it's essentially that's that's what we kind of complain about uh, Bellator in a sense. But Bellator's yeah. prelims are essentially guys or a lot of regional guys, maybe guys on one fight contracts, you know. And you don't really have to pay that much attention to Bellator prelims because you know these guys are just that's just fine. You're you're only gonna see them tonight. You already won't see them next week, you know, or in a couple of weeks. But the main card matters, you know. But uh, yeah, I hope that's why I feel like we're getting to especially fight nights, you know, and like just like all right, you know, these are. The, Oh, man, doing doing picks for fight nights now is just like it used to be like, oh yeah, yeah, I remember that fight. Now it's like, uh, well, I like that guy's hair, so I'm gonna pick him. He's I don't like this guy's nickname. He's gonna lose. 
<laughs> this guy's names and this guy's name and last name ends in OV and he's from Dagestan. Decision win. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. that's, that's, that, that, that's our deep after after a decade working in the industry. It's like ah, his his name's got a lot of his name's got a lot of consonants. Consonants. I don't know. It's a, I like the content. I like being at the Contender Series live. It's a lot of fun. Uh, oh my god! Oh my god! I did. I knew this was going to come yeah. from Giandra Thapa. Apologies if I mispronounce your name. Ortega versus Zombie. Thoughts? Well, this fight is never going to happen. You guys all know my thoughts on the matter, Matt. For if you don't know, this is the fight that I've been asking for for probably five years. Yeah. I believe. I think it was UFC 214 was the fight you and I sat next to each other because we had gotten our stuff robbed. I Mm. think that was the card, if I'm not mistaken, that Ortega beat Moicano, if I remember correctly. Yes. And I turned to you and I was like, Ortega versus the Korean zombie needs to happen now. Because our, our zombie, I think, had was coming back or had just beaten Dennis Bermudez or something around, along those lines. And you were like, oh, my God, that fight needs to happen. And that was how many years ago? And I've been talking about it ever since. So, But I am a superstitious man, and this fight is never going to happen. We're never going to see it, and it will never get booked uh, because anything I want to happen in MMA doesn't happen. Matt, your thoughts? I agree, man. It's one of those fights that just – it's been escaping us for so long. It's one of those fights that should have been scheduled a while ago. I mean – Hopefully it happens. Hopefully there's nothing silly that comes up. But, hey, it's 2020. You know, something probably will happen. And we're going to get robbed of some fun. I mean, it's just one of those stylistic matchup fights that you kind of dream of. And hopefully hopefully it comes together. It has everything everything I want. Like, Korean Zombie is one of the most creative grapplers in in, in MMA. Like, again, Twister submissions, Darce chokes. Like, his fight against Justin Poirier remains my favorite fight of all time. Uh, But then you have Brian Ortega, who is just Gracie Jiu-Jitsu through and through. So it's just both contrasting styles. Uh, uh, Korean Zombie is, like, one of the most – both men are just some of the most durable fighters you'll see. Like, outside of injuries – like knee injuries, shoulder injuries, all that, like in the octagon. Let's not forget, they stopped the fight between rounds, between Brian Ortega and Max Holler. Like Brian Ortega would have gone out and kept fighting. He wasn't mm-hmm. going down, so he absorbed an insane amount of damage. The Korean zombie, his shoulder just, just fell off his body against Jose Aldo, and then he was about one second away from beating Yaya Rodriguez. So I think this has everything to be just an absolutely epic fight. Silver lining, there's a lot more heat between them since their first few fallouts, especially after Brian Ortega like uh, slapped was a Jay Park in the face when they were sitting in the crowd. So there's clearly some heat. Uh, <laughs> What's that? <there? laughs> so it doesn't matter. Pre pre pandemic drama. Yeah, pre pandemic yeah. drama. No, don't, we, anyway. don't, don't we wish we could, we could have those those problems now? <laughs> right, 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 right. Casey, your thoughts on this fight that'll never happen? All right, it's cool. I mean. Uh, as Ortega, I mean, I'm pretty. Ortega, Ortega has, has not fought since Holloway. Jeez, man, um, that's tough, man, for Ortega to come out. Was that? So that'd be a two-year break at least. Feels like it. Depending yeah, on when this fight happens, yeah, just, yeah. just, just about. Yeah, um, yeah, this, yeah. Any fight between two top five, top ten featherweights is gonna be awesome, and especially these two gentlemen. Um, yeah, if it happens, super cool. Um, hopefully, no one gets the Rona. <laughs> that's about it jesus because let's not forget when the korean zombie took his two-year break to do his mandatory military service he came out 
after two years and knocked Dennis Bermuda's dead on that Houston card. So two years is two years, but Korean Zombie did it. Brian Ortega could do it. Not saying it'll happen because this fight isn't going to happen, but I want this fight <laughs> so badly. And I do think – I don't want to say Ortega will – I think the winner will get a title shot regardless just because the beat Yair is like, like later on. Uh, that fight and if Korean zombie wins, I think he fights Volkanovsky and if Ortega wins again That's not like he's rematching Holloway so Ortega Volkanovsky would be fun, too I don't have a problem with it either of those two getting a title shot Though mm. so I feel bad for Yair because he has a win and a spectacular win over zombie, but he can't stay healthy either True very true. Uh, do you think that like Ortega is maybe falling a little bit in love with his hands too much because he has a no, really nice no, no, slick no, no. boxing game He's got good but, hands he has real good hands. Yeah, but it's like, don't you think he should use it more just to set up clinches, like instead of just standing in there trading? I think he tried against Holloway, and Holloway is just that good. And people True. forget. People that's, forget, that's fair. Because Ortega won't make excuses, but Ortega broke his hand badly in that fight, which yeah. and we talk about the, the clinch. Yeah, because this clinch and like Ortega – and for – I'm taking this for what Cub, Cub Swanson said. He said Brian Ortega has the strongest grip he has ever faced. And if he had broken it, if, if Ortega broke his hand in that fight, like you said, he did pretty badly, basically mm-hmm. losing his entire grip on his left hand. So he had a hard time throwing punches, or a hard time clinching and controlling. And that changes the fight. That changes the fight. I'm not saying Ortega wins that fight, obviously, but it, it makes it more competitive. So um, yeah. I think there's a reason um, why, Matt, why you think that maybe Ortega's in love with his hands, because I just don't think, I think the last time we saw him, he just wasn't able to do what he wanted to do. So um, no, I like I'm not don't get me wrong. Like I like I like his striking game. Like I that's one of the things like I consider like underrated, but we know he's so good on the mat and in the clinch. Yeah. Like that should be like his go to. I just don't want to see him shift more towards the striking game when yeah. he's so dominant in this one area, you know. I don't think it's like mid two thousands Damian Maya where he fell in love with his Muay Thai after training with Vanderlei for a while. <laughs> but um yeah. Yeah, Ortega's boxing is real, real crisp, and he did knock out Frankie Edgar. I think he was the first one to knock out yeah. Frankie Edgar, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And then he he tapped uh, Cub with what that standing guillotine. And then mm-hmm. let's not forget he fought Max Holloway, who's one of the greatest strikers in the history of the UFC. Oh, for sure, for <laughs> like sure. not just featherweight division. So, uh, but Ortega didn't go down. He stayed up there until they stopped the fight in between rounds for him. Saved him from himself. Poirier versus Ferguson. Who wins? And do we see Connor in 2020? And if so, against two. To answer the second question, I don't think we see Connor in 2020 at all. I think we can all agree with that. But Casey, Poirier Ferguson, who do you think wins that fight if it happens? Oh, clearly the fans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's just uh, <laughs> I, 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 the hospital bill. Yeah, the hospital. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, insurance providers are going to lose because those, both those gentlemen are going to the ER after that fight. Um, You're not wrong. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I think I think Dustin is. The, the the second best uh lightweight right now and um i mean i i love tony ferguson I, obviously he's an exciting fighter and all that stuff i just i just don't i think i don't know i i i'm not like i'm not sean Shoddy, you know where like just like tony ferguson is wow. like on this pedestal and i re- obviously i really enjoy tony and you know his skill yeah. set and stuff but um i think dustin's just a better overall fighter and just doesn't get well i don't say they both get hit <laughs> <laughs> Um, but no, it's just a hell of a fight. And um, if they fight ten times, I would pick you no know, Dustin seven out of those ten times. But um, mm-hmm. you said Poirier is the second best lightweight. So I'm assuming after Habib. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what? Maybe yeah. 
I, I was gonna say 2020 Justin Gaethje might be the best lightweight. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, I was, it's man, I don't know. Because let's because I'm not taking anything away because Dustin Poirier knocked out Justin Gaethje, but Justin Gaethje himself said he got way too comfortable in that fight until until he got knocked out. Which he did. Which he did. Yeah. Um, which is coach. Which Trevor Whitman yelled at him about during the Tony Ferguson fight. And he had know, to remind him. And we know that. Like, remember what happened no when fans. he fought Poirier? Yeah. Yeah, he's like, remember what happened when you fought Poirier? And he's like, I got knocked out. He goes, yeah, let's not go back to that. But, Matt, who do you think wins between Poirier and Ferguson if it happens? Um, this would be the hardest fight to call since, um, for me, like going into it, since Eddie against Dustin. Because, like, I had that fight so even. And then it ended yeah. up just being a crazy, you know, mess of a back-and-forth fight. But I, I couldn't call it. I would say that, like, the betting line should be even. Like there's nobody should be a favorite. Nobody should be underdog. It should literally just say even when you go to the betting window. Um, I would probably lean slightly towards Dustin though. But yeah, just by the tiniest of margins because we Tony is Tony is Tony, man. He's going to go out there and be crazy. He's going to be super creative. He's going to dance in the middle of the octagon as he's getting punched in the face like nothing happens. And Dustin's just going to keep moving forward. It, it's it's one of those fights. If it happens, like like Casey said, man, the fans win. I think we also have to. I think we're, a lot of people are going to base their pick on Tony Ferguson's last performance, but unfortunately, if you look at that, like Tony Ferguson was supposed to fight Habib in April, and then it got pushed back, and then the fight got changed up. And uh, I love Justin Gaethje and I love Habib as fighters. They're very different style fighters. Justin Gaethje is just violence all the time, and Habib is much more obviously. You're not your your face isn't going to just be destroyed after fighting Habib. So Tony Ferguson himself said he's basically like they took that fight in November and the fight was supposed to happen in April. So he basically had what's what's that like five month camp to prepare for Habib and then got a last minute change to Justin Gaethje and a completely different style fighter. Uh, so I. I don't know if he beats Justin Gaethje if there's a full camp, but I'm going to play devil's advocate and say Tony Ferguson kind of got shafted a little bit uh, by taking that fight against such a drastically different opponent. So I don't know. I agree with you, though. It's 50-50 to me. The betting line should be even. Is this is this one of those um, people are talking about fights or has it been booked? I, I've, been, I've been going uh, for a couple Poirier of days. Has said, Poirier said that he, expect, like, he expected to fight Tony Ferguson next, and he has been offered a contract to fight him next, but he's technically in camp right now to be ready I just so yeah. all signs point to it it's just not official okay. though michael chandler did tweet a gift of a diamond not too long ago i was about to mention i want to i want to know where michael chandler is in all this because um, <laughs> Dude, I, I'll, I'll i'll watch i want michael chandler to fight anthony pettis but i'm hey, not gonna say no to a uh, justin poirier fight that sounds good gilbert burns gilbert burns tweeted out a video of michael yeah, chandler you see that, you saw that today yeah i saw that yeah. you saw him yeah i'm into it <laughs> so yes any questions? Uh, from Joseph Bozo, where does Frank Yeager go now at bantamweight? Crazy to think he's won one to two fights away from a title shot. Um, I mean, there's a lot of fights at bantamweight that have to happen before we can talk about one to two fights away. But Dominic Cruz, I think, is the only fight I want to hear from anyone. And Frank Yeager seems to agree. Matt, are you in agreement? That am I in agreement with what now? <laughs> that Frank Yeager should fight Dominic Cruz. I mean, sure. Why not? I'm just glad he didn't get the title shot. I'm just glad he didn't jump over Aldo or Aljo rather. Um, I'm cool with it. Like, like you said, there's a ton of fights to make. Um, Cruz would be a fun one. That would be one that, you know, a legendary career type matchup, right? Mm -hmm. Both guys that are like really big names that we don't necessarily need to see in a title fight right now. So no, 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 yeah, no, give no. me, give me that one. 
Give me that one. We can see, both those gentlemen can be in title fights. No, don't. <laughs> what are we doing a three way with Aljo? Yeah. What, what's happening right I now? I mean, they'll do their thing. No, let Aljo and um, uh, Jan do their little thing. But I think Frankie and Cruz is absolutely the fight to make. And I think the winner of that will get a title shot. And I think justifiably so. Probably so. What, well, we also have Marlon Moraes versus Corey San, uh, Sanhagen. That's all booked up. And Marlon Moraes is still the number one ranked bantamweight. He was already supposed to fight Peter Yan. Technically, Peter Yan versus Aljamain Sterling is not even official yet, though Dana White has now finally said Aljo's probably next. So if Aljo and Yan fight, Marlon Moraes, Corey Sanhagen fight, and then Garbrandt's gone, and then Cruz Edgar fight, bantamweight still rules. And I think the winners are the fans. And I would not care who gets the title fight after all those. I actually think Martin Marais is the best bantamweight in the world. Um, but um, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, the way the rankings and fights work out, you know, so we'll see. Yeah, before the Frank Yeager fight and before all these fights were matched up, I wanted Cruz Marlin real bad. And so did Marlin. Yeah. And Dana White seemed interested in it. just didn't happen. I love Marlon Corey Sanhagen. Like if Corey Sanhagen beats Marlin, why oh, would yeah. not give him a title fight? Because unfortunately, this is prize fighting. This is, this is yeah. Well, unfor- and, this is, and this is prize fighting. This isn't. You're not wrong. This isn't about um, you know, who who's deserves. Unfortunately, you're, you're not wrong. Yeah. Uh, oh, look at this. Um, just um. Just... Tim hey. Aqua, <laughs> Matthew Wells. I love the number seven. You are bringing some light too. Yes. Appreciate what, it. Shut up. Where's the number seven? Over my left shoulder here. Oh, there. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I see it now. There you yes, go. Yes, sir. Respect. One of my. You, made, you uh, painted one my that one, right? Here. Yeah, I did. Is it for sale? It can be. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. Someone want it? Go buy it from Matt. <laughs> it can be. Yeah, just slide me a DM. Let's Respect. let's talk. Who's behind the plant? I see the um, Anderson. Other way. That would be that Demarco Murray. Oh, Demarco Murray oh, is stiff arming some uh, grayscaled New York Giant player. And then the the Dez right there is kind of covered up by the plant. So yeah, Demarco Murray is a name that I have not thought about since he was on my fantasy team. That one, dude, year. he had like a ninety nine year in Madden and then it was just like fell off. Yeah, because he went to go play for Chip Kelly and yeah. it didn't work out for him. Man, anyway, crazy. you know these names, Casey. We don't have to explain them to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Sprouts ball, Sprouts. <laughs> All right, let me see what we got else. Hey, you know, uh, oh, <laughs> this is kind of a broad question, but we haven't even talked about it. Joseph Boza, thoughts on this week's Overeem versus Sakai card? Well, it is the main event of a card that exists, uh, as we talked about on Between the Links. It's about the only car fight that I'm oh, super interested in right now. There's obviously fun fighters or names that I recognize, but this fight actually has title implications on the line for whatever that means in the heavyweight division um not surprised Overeem took it he's down to scrap with anyone but Matt what do you think of Overeem versus speaking of contender series yes Augusto Sakai I think was a what t- uh, contenders Brazil if I'm not mistaken um one of those one of those but yes Bell- um, Bellator veteran Bell- Bellator veteran yeah Augusto I was gonna Sakai. say yeah yeah no um yeah, this is kind of like what I was saying earlier, right? Contender series, main events. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think this is also kind of like one of those it's uh, too much too soon type of thing for for him. Nah. I mean, you're fighting Alistair Overeem. This is going to be his 65th professional MMA fight. <laughs> and you're only on fight, what, 17? 17? 
Something like 18, yeah, I think. 18. I mean, 18. this is an 18th fight. That's and it's, uh, that's, that's, a, that's a lot though. to chew off, man. That's a lot to chew off. And especially considering, like, he's got a couple of nice, um, he's got a couple of nice finishes, but he also has a couple of fights that he could have lost to in the UFC. So mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit too much, but it's going to be one that makes Overeem looks really good, in my opinion. This is a fight that Overeem's going to headline pretty much any fight night he's on, and he just needs a dance partner right now. It's a young guy. Uh, in the UFC heavyweight in Sakai, I think it is what it is. It makes I don't hate the matchup. Like it makes sense if you look at the division, just how it's all laid out. I don't know if it's too much too soon, but he's coming off a split win over uh, Blagoy Ivanov, and a, he has a split win over Arlovsky, and those are two former champions of their like Ivanov, obviously former champ of World Series of Fighting, Arlovsky, former champion of UFC. So he has two wins over two former champs. Let's see if he can make it three. But I, I do think Overeem wins. Not easily, but I think he wins. Casey? Oh, um, I can easily see Sakai winning this. Um, uh, I think it's kind of ridiculous that Sakai had to get into the UFC to, through the Contender Series when he clearly was already um, uh, you know, UFC level. But, um, yeah, you know what? Actually, as much as I like this fight, this isn't a main event for a fight night. It's just, this doesn't. I don't think we need five rounds of this fight. I think. I think. I think we're gonna see enough in fifteen minutes. I'm just, you know. But, yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, it's it, it's a good matchup. It makes sense ranking wise. Um, but uh, yeah, but this card. I'm just looking at this card. While there are it's fighters rough. I want to see, like you know, I'm, I'm obviously. That's what I said. I'm excited to see Michelle Pereira, but the matchups, as far as like just straight matchups, nothing really kind of blows me away but crystal cruz fighting mr brian kelleher yeah mm-hmm. but he's not fighting ricky simone anymore yeah, when yeah. that fight freaking ruled and as i think sajar eubanks was supposed to fight macy chazen on that card before macy fell out so there were a lot of this fight card was great not oh. great but it was it was serviceable and so a lot of these fights fell out what's it, up uh, yeah i told him i'm like i love um i love the Ju- uh, julia villa she was supposed to be fight she was supposed to fight yep. uh, nico montano but rematch. That fight, that fight got yeah a rematch. If I got moves, unfortunately, because of the because of the Rona. But um, yeah, this is a um, it's an injury slash COVID riddled card, which is every card pretty much. <laughs> if like you know, I, I, I know I know you, we make all these graphics about these future matchups coming that are booked, all these great main events and stuff, man. But like I look at that and I, I just look at the past and how many matchups we've lost. And like I look at these future title fights, I'm like, oh god, I, I don't know how we keep, I don't know. It'll be it'll be, um, it'll be a, quite the miracle if we get all these, these title fights that we see that are coming up next couple months that they actually happen. And we yeah. have the light heavy, we have the light heavy return of OSP. I thought he looked <laughs> great at heavyweight. Probably should have stayed there, but I'm not his coach. Yeah, he's going against Alonzo Minifield. That's going to be a very tough matchup for him because Alonzo Minifield comes to take your head off. Did both those guys have, uh, they both weighed in right at the last event and it was like after right they weighed in and then it was like yeah, yeah they, they weighed in. Down, it was yeah. like on, on the actual yeah. day of the fight they pulled they pulled OSB off the card because um of the the Rona so um that'd be actually interesting I wonder under I wonder how OSB is going to do that how he's going to handle that weight cut again or even Menafield so um yeah Menafield's not a small cat either yeah, no. yeah so. Hey, but Michelle, M- Michelle Pereira's fine. Michelle Pereira should be just, he should be on the card. Like, just put him on every card. It doesn't matter if he makes weight. Just put him on the card. Shit. Come on, UFC. Get with it. All right. 
Okay. Uh, oh wait. You know what? I want. I want. I want you to talk about. I want. I want to talk about this one. Garrett Trammell. Should the scrap? Should they scrap Silver versus Hall for Silver versus Lawler? Will Robbie have fun fights at the end of his career? Uh, you've already all heard my thoughts on this fight, possible fight uh, on between the links. Casey's nodding his head, so I'll let him start. What do you think about Silver versus Lawler instead of Silver versus Hall? Um, I didn't watch Between the Links this week, but I'm going to assume that Jed just started taking his shirt off and sweating when he started talking about Andrew Silva versus Robbie Lawler. And I that... couldn't tell you because it was an audio-only oh. <laughs> one. <laughs> well, I'm sure yeah. you, you could hear the sweat glistening off him to mm. thinking about it. No, um, to me, Anderson Silva versus Robbie Lawler, that's absolutely the fight to make. That's That's just... I mean, I, Anderson Silva, Robbie Lawler, they're both legends. Um, I assume Robbie Lawler is going to be a future Hall of Famer just based on just his longevity and just how... I think he's going to be one of those cats that's going to be in for a fight and an individual. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so to me, like they're, they're both they're both on the Legends Tour right now, I feel, and Silva Lawler, because right now Hall is still... He's still a... Uh, what do you call it? Uh, he's still he's, he's still a fighter that, that could he's make a title there. run. Yeah. yeah, he's still there. He's, he's in the mix. In the mix, yeah. There you go. That's the word I'm looking for. But um, Anderson Lawler, just come on. Let's get these guys going. We don't need Anderson Lawler is a great fight because we don't need any build up for it. We can just sure. put we just throw old highlights. We don't we don't need you know just we you don't need you know you don't you don't need to sell that fight. We just know who they are and we just want to see it because like oh cool it's like it's a video game fight we get to watch now. So. Um, yeah, because if Anderson beats Uriah Hall, what, what, then what? You know, I don't know. And if Uriah Hall beats Anderson, you know, yeah, okay, cool. But I don't know. Hall Silva, I mean, so Hall, Anderson Silva versus Robbie Lauder is just, that's just beautiful. I just want to see them match up, look at each other. I don't know, man. I really like the Silva versus Uriah Hall fight as a fight. I know it's like irrelevant to the division and everything, and Silva Lawler sells more. I like Silva versus Uriah Hall. I also everyone keeps talking about how Robbie should do this. This is what he needs. This is what he deserves. Robbie Lawler hasn't said anything. So for all we know, he doesn't even want to fight Anderson Silva. I know he'd fight anyone, but I don't know what Robbie is going through Robbie's mind. If he wants to just keep making a run at the title, it's not going to be against Anderson Silva. Um, so, but Matt, your thoughts? I I'm with you in that I like the Uriah Hall versus Anderson Silva matchup because in a way it's like the. Um, Izzy versus yeah. Silva matchup in a way. Yep. Hopefully it'll be a little bit more competitive, not so much mm-hmm. like, hey, we get a lot of cool photos from this fight. <laughs> but um the best photos. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Shout out to Esther. Um it's it's just I, I'm cool with either way, honestly. Either way. Like like you said, like neither fight really does much for whoever wins. I mean, at this point. Like I don't know what a Uriah Hall win will do for him i mean yeah it's it's a nice to have a huge name on the resume like a nice paycheck yeah it gets a nice paycheck gets a gets a nice name on the resume but what does it do in terms of rankings for him i don't know if it does much but i mean what is what does robbie look like at 185 i don't know we saw it at strike force robbie Robbie but he has a monster amazing fighter you're crazy. <laughs> I also like if they turn if they announce if we wrap this show and they announce that Uriah Hall versus Anderson Silva is off in favor of Anderson Silva, Robbie Law, I'd be like, awesome, great, cool, I love it. But if it doesn't happen, yeah. I'm fine with it. Like we're talking about Anderson and Robbie Lawler deserving all of these big title fights, but like 
Uriah Hall lost out on the first Anderson Silva fight for gallbladder surgery. Loses out on the Jacare fight because Jacare tests positive for COVID. Loses out on the Yoel Romero fight because Yoel Romero gets hurt. So at some point, Uriah Hall deserves a break. So yes. for all this talk of Anderson and Robbie Lawler deserving stuff, give Uriah, throw Uriah Hall a bone and give him a fun fight against his hero. That's a fantastic point, man. Because, I mean, Uriah Hall's been literally sleeping in in the Fortis gym. He really so, has, man. And, I mean, we've, we've been keeping a lot of these fights together with duct tape and a prayer. So whatever gets him to the octagon and gets him paid, like, that's what he deserves. Like, I was in Jacksonville for when that, fu- that, that fight fell through and his coach was talking. And he's like, Uriah is going to destroy Jacare. He was so confident that we were going to see a brand new Uriah Hall who's, like you said, is living at Fortis MMA. Like he's living in the back room, like going through all of this. uh, He's going through so much to just become a better fighter and he's having the rug pulled out from underneath him. I'm fine with him getting a shot against Anderson Silva. Thanks. All right. Um, All right, we're at at hour 20, gentlemen. Already? Yeah. We calling it? We calling it? All right. Hey, well, no, you, hey, I, I didn't get, the, I didn't get a chance to hear. It I, I looked at Twitter briefly, but um, what happened in the uh, DC aerial interview? I guess DC finally had this kind of big, so big DC, interview. D, DC said he's done fighting. He's absolutely done fighting. Um, he doesn't want. He only wants to fight for titles, uh, and he under he understands it's probably not going to happen. Uh, Dana White said that Daniel Cormier requested his name be removed from the USADA pool, which 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 officially remove him from competition. And uh, Daniel Cormier admitted that Stipe deserved the win. Uh, and after rewatching it, he understands. Uh, he goes, Stipe won. End of story. I'm retired. Uh, it is what it is. So Daniel Cormier was very gracious with his loss. He also said, which caused more feathers to be ruffled, was after his loss to John Jones, uh, Lorenzo Fertitta and Dana White cut him a check for a million dollars, which uh, I hope John Jones got a million dollar check too then because he won, even though you saw it happen. But Chris Cyborg commented on it. I know I'm sure a lot of other fighters saw it and goes, where's my check guy? Where's my check guy? But anyway, that's kind of the summary, if I'm not mistaken. Right, Matt? Yeah, that's, he, that's pretty much what I caught it. Yeah. Did he talk about the, the eye poke and the significance and like, like uh, he the, said that, that his daughter he, didn't believe him? Like. <laughs> He said that he wasn't going to need – he doesn't believe he'll need surgery. What happened – well, I, no. But I haven't like, finished well, – I haven't oh, yeah, watched don't know the about Okay, I was just wondering yeah. if we know. Oh. I guess I got to watch it. I just I, – that's what I was more curious about. I was more curious like how much it affected him during the fight and the fact that why didn't Goddard believe him because refs, refs literally never see eye pokes. They only base it on yeah. the reaction. So mm-hmm. essentially yeah. Goddard just goes, no, you're lying. and Or not you're lying, you're mistaken. I would say that because – because a lot of guys get punched in the eye and they think it's eye pokes. I won't say mm-hmm. lying. That's, that's not the right word. You're mistaken. Yeah. Um, so, um, DC, uh, they also asked DC, why didn't you leave your gloves in the octagon? Mm-hmm. Uh, because it, he knew it would be his last. And yeah. he goes, Stipe won. That's his moment. I wasn't taken away from Stipe. Mm-hmm. I think that would have been different if that was like uh, an arena with a crowd and everything. I think he would. I have, agree. I think he would have done that because I mean he he hung around for the John Jones loss losses. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody has seen the the crying memes. Like he he hung around for that. So why would he not hang around? I think it was just because it was like in a quiet environment. He's like, all right, let's get out of here. 
Yeah, he pieced out real quick right over to the interview thing, and then he went right to the hospital. Mm-hmm. I bet that I bet not being able to see out of his eye freaked him out, and he wanted to get to that hospital real quick. That too, that too. But also, like, even if Goddard did see the eye poke, like, it wouldn't have changed anything. No, nope. wouldn't have changed anything. Oh, absolutely, it changes something, man. What are you talking about? If Goddard sees that eye, <laughs> if Goddard sees that eye poke, first of all, DC gets a break, and yes. the ref comes in, and the ref's gonna go look at the eye, go, "Oh, your eye is messed up." They bring in the doctor. If that doctor looks at DC's eye and goes, oh, I can kind of see your brain through your cornea right now. That's not good. That fight <laughs> might get stopped right then. You know, I, I'm not Maybe. sure. I'm, I'm, dude, DC could not see. If the ref at any point looked at that eye, not the ref, sorry, the doctor looked at the eye, that fight is over. He's like, no, your eye's screwed up. It's, you can't Maybe. fight. Maybe. So but that, let fight, me that fight say, completely changes. But what if DC is like, no, I want to keep fighting? And it's DC that you're talking to. You're not going to take this opportunity away from DC, are you? You don't want to be that doc that takes away from DC. You mean to tell me the doctors that took away the BMF title fight would take away <laughs> a fight from Daniel Cormier? If if the BMF title is not sacred, I don't know what is in this sport. Hey, it's the only true title that matters. Yeah. I also <laughs> go ahead, Casey. No, I'm, I'm, I I I just. Now that we're talking about BMF again, I, I, I remember just how angry I got, like how sanitized oh, we get. No, dude. the whole BMF. It is baddest motherfucker. That's what oh, it stands yeah. for. Stop this BMF a, bullshit. It is baddest motherfucker. It's the got baddest the name. motherfucker belt. I like going into it. Forget the weight cut. Forget injuries. Just show up and scrap. Don't even wear gloves, man. Just fight inside of an octagon. That's what the real baddest motherfucker should do. But Thank you. I digress. Mm. I wanted to ask, like, I never got the opportunity, but when he announced the BMF title, I was like, do they have to make championship weight for this fight? Like, it's it's a belt, but no one asked that question. I never got the opportunity to ask. Anyway, we don't have any more questions, right, Casey? We're kind of running up on time. Yeah, we just got some rando things, you know. Uh, We got, we went long, we didn't get to do it last time, so I didn't have a problem going a little long this time. um, Yeah. Uh, I think we're good. All right. Well, oh, but just, thank but, you all. But, but Matthew Wells, you were wrong about the eye poke. It did make a big difference. Just wanted to point that out, and it has facts. Sure. <laughs> I think I you appreciate guys your throw, opinion, though. You guys can throw down on between a future between the links Ooh. episode and have this exact conversation because Matt, I think you'll do great on it. Maybe you can go uh, try and give Jed another loss like he did last week. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> Matt, you know the drill. You didn't get to do it last time. You plugged your art. But what do you have to say about anything happening right now in sports or otherwise? Um, well, yeah, you, you know, I guess it's like a little promo thing, yeah, yeah. right? A little promo you know, thing. Everyone, for those of those shows, Matt is going to put his promo per use. Sure, sure, sure. So um, I, I guess I'll go with what I was going to do last week. And... It was very relevant last week because it's one of those things that hit social media. Um, it starts off with um, basically just get your advice from professionals. And what I'm referring to is the Eddie Alvarez tweets that were really hot last week talking about, you know, his questioning of a mask mandate and everything like that. Um, listen, like when you go to train for a fight, you're going to go to professional coaches to train alongside other professional fighters. Um, When you're at the top of the game, you usually have the best of the best telling you what's best to prepare for this opponent. And in the world today, our opponent right now is COVID-19, right? So who are the professionals we turn to? The scientists, the doctors, those that have spent their entire lives studying and preparing for the worst, which is what we're dealing with right now. So 
basically those are the those are the professional trainers that we should be listening to right now right they know what's going on so to go out there and just randomly question you know should we be wearing masks should we be doing this thing that these guys that have spent their entire lives like when you step into any any operating room anywhere they're always wearing masks why because it stops the spread of you know micro droplets of saliva and things like that in open wounds which is very <laughs> very hazardous so the funny thing is that eddie initially you know he posted a handful of pictures with him and his family um wearing masks and then all of a sudden he has his, does this 180 where he goes real conspiratorial on it and it's just just listen to the folks that know what they're talking about. Nobody likes wearing a mask everywhere they go. I don't like having to remember when I step out of the car or go back to the car and be like, oh, shit, I forgot my mask. Let me go back in and grab it. Just put it on. It just shows you care about what's going on. It shows that you care about the other people around you, whether or not you believe it's 100% effective, 50% effective, whatever. Just listen to the folks that have spent their entire lives studying these sorts of things, telling us what's best to do. And... Even if it's not effective, the best intention is that, hey, I'm showing I'm caring about the person next to me. So at the end of the day, the message is get your advice from professionals, not random people on the Internet. Well said, Matt Wells. Well said. Casey, your thoughts on anything you want to talk about? Wear a damn mask. Uh, register to vote. Black Lives Matter. God, man, my promo is going to be so much worse. I have to plug. Hold on. Let me go get let me go get something. Real quick. Hey, Matt. So now it's kind of like one of those situations wow. where you're hanging out with a common friend and that common friend leaves. And then it's just like, hey, so what's going on? No, <laughs> <laughs> so what's up? All man? right. I'm back and I have to give a shout out to I got the same package as you, Casey, from oh. the Crystal Council. I got all I pretty much got the same things as you except for whatever reason I didn't notice they were all labeled until I had thrown everything away so I don't know what crystal is what so if you're watching this tell me what I got uh, I also got some stickers some candles things didn't know this was coming uh, but all of a sudden this massive box showed up on my front door and I was pleasantly surprised from our friends over at the Crystal Council uh, Casey if you have the list you tell oh, me yeah oh. I, see yours looks so much cooler than mine Dude, Your is, giant crystal? This is so. It's a dinosaur egg. It's not yeah. a crystal. It's a, mine is. Mine doesn't have any white. Mine is just brown. Oh, it's okay. just a foot. Mine is just a football. <laughs> yeah, this is legit. Like thirty-five pounds at least. Yeah. Oh, it's massive. Uh, but I got a lot of other cool yeah. stuff. So shout out to the Crystal Council for sending all that fun stuff, uh, and Jessica for keeping up the uh, Crystal Keys to Victory on Twitter. There she is, Jessica Crystal Crew. So anyway, for Jose, that's Matt. That's Casey. Anything else you guys want to say before we sign off? Or are we signing off? I think we're signing off, man. Um, just we're a, signing I, off. I, I want to say hi, hi to Crystal Crew. Um, I mean, Jessica Crystal Crew and Bean, her her amazing detective dog. Shout out to Bean. Shout out to Jessica. Shout out to all Crystal Crew. But for Matt, that's Casey. I'm Jose. We'll see you next week at the normal time. We're out. Listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.